Today's about a conversation with a friend and a favor to ask from you. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Frank Buck, and this is the place to be if you want to get organized and make it look easy. Today's episode is a little different from the norm. You'll hear a conversation between me and my dear friend, Dr. Barbara Blackburn. If you're a regular here, you know about my work, but today's an introduction to Dr. Blackburn, who is a true guru in the field of education with around three dozen books to her credit. Her specialty is rigor in the classroom. Now, there's another wrinkle here. Both of us are nominees again this year for Global Guru's Top 30. For Barbara, it's in the education category. For me, it's time management. In the show notes, you'll have the link to go and cast your vote. And please do that today before the voting ends. Public voting counts for 30% of the decision. And now, on with the interview. Hey, all right. Well, hello. For those of us who have the pleasure of meeting us, and we have the pleasure of meeting you for the first time, I am Dr. Barbara Blackburn, and I am joined here by Dr. Frank Buck, who is just a dear colleague and a dear friend. Frank, I was trying to figure out how many years we've known each other, and I think it's got to be like 18 or 19 Something like that. I, I was wondering the same thing earlier. Um, I think it's when you were writing your very first book, uh, Classroom yep. Motivation A mm-hmm. to Z. And I think it was like on the David Allen bulletin board. You oh, were looking yes. for ideas for specific letters of the alphabet, specific topics. I saw it. I was an elementary school principal at the time. And thought, well, there's some neat things that we have going on that match what she's looking for. I responded. You used, you wound up using every bit of it, I and did. you know, one thing led to another, and we've, uh, you know, our our paths have crossed in so many wonderful ways across the years. So, it has, because uh, I came to yeah. your district, and you uh, then you and I have worked together in so many ways. One of the things I remember was with your first book. Uh, And at that point, you were naming it Time Management. It was your first book. And you were trying to figure out what to do for the cover. And we were Mm -hmm. sitting, uh, I can't remember if we were in your car or getting ready to go in your house to meet your wife. And I started talking about a juggler. And you were like, that's it. And that became the Mm -hmm. first. Oh, you got it. And and so the first book, book, and then when we did the second edition, Mm -hmm. we kept the juggler. Because there was a... There was a particular line in the book that talked about in in the chapter on handling multiple projects Mm -hmm. that a juggler is able to keep all the balls in the air because he knows how many he has. He knows the position of each one and he gives each one the right amount of attention at the right time. And we need to be able to do the same thing with our projects. And, and, and so, uh, my wife, as she was proofreading, said, oh, I really, I like that line. Mm-hmm. And others who had uh, you know, done some of that initial reading. And so it was like, you know, that, that's what we need to put. And we looked at so many jugglers. And then finally, uh, Bob Sickles, the president of Island Education, he says, Frank, I got one more I want you to look at. Because we, we just weren't happy with any of them. And the, the little futuristic man Mm-hmm. With uh, juggling clocks, yes, juggling clocks. It was like 
That's it. That's that's the winner. That's the winner. Yeah. Well, you know, this is always such a good time of year. You and I always have a conversation about this time of year because we think back on what's happened during the last year. But it's also um, just one of those times that you don't just think back on what you've done, but also the inspiring people that you've worked with. And and that yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, and you know that's so much of it. it it's the 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 people that have made a difference that are helping me along the way um people i'm having an opportunity to help and you know what goes around comes around you know i i find you know i help somebody else out and then later they're in a position to just turn around and do the same thing so it's mm-hmm. you know, Yep, I agree. Well, this is also the time of year when we think about global gurus. And for Mm -hmm. the last five years, you've been in the top five of global gurus for time and organization management. And in fact, four of those years, you've been number one. You know, that is just such a great achievement. Thanks. It, 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 you know, it floors me that the, the first time I was named to global gurus, I just, it's like, yeah, how does this happen? Because there, you know, there's so many good people out there. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're looking at this is truly global, global, this is <laughs> the whole world. Uh, so for somebody to recognize the work that I've done, and I'm I'm sure you, you know, there, there's so many good people in the education arena. Uh and for you to be named one of those just top. Of the top, yeah, it, it, you know, it's mind blowing. There's so many people that um, have had the accomplishments I've had, and and, and much better accomplishments. I I, I feel, um, but I'm just honored to be amongst those, and uh, uh, of course, hope that people who are listening here will will go and vote for both of us uh, as we're nominees again for 2024. <laughs> Yes, you are exactly right. Um, and we will have that link, but Global Gurus uh, is where you vote and you just choose the category. So uh, Frank is in time management, I'm in education, I'm and then you can just vote for us. Uh, and we absolutely would appreciate uh, the vote. And, you know, I really, when I think about my um, time with Global Gurus, because it's been a little bit longer than yours has, um yeah. I, I am honored just like you are. And I'm very humbled. And, and you you said that. Uh, it, it just amazes me that my work is as respected as it is. I mean, I think it's quality work, but to have it respected by an outside group is so mm-hmm. important. And just to know that my reach is so important. Um, I, I had somebody ask me one time, What's the most important thing about your job? What keeps you going every day? And I said, it's knowing that on any given day, somebody is reading one of my books and using something uh-huh. in it to make a difference with students. And Global Guru, for me, has extended that reach. And, and that has just been very, very humbling to me. I would agree. There there have been quite a few people over the these last several years that you know, have invited me to be a podcast guest or they in, in one reason or in one way or another have reached out to me and I said, what put me on your radar? How do you know about me? And it was, they saw, you know, global gurus. And that was sort of the, 
just the, hmm, well, let me check this guy out. And then they go to the website. They like what they see. And, you know, and one thing leads to another. You know, there, there's so many people that do quality work, but, it, you know, it, it's such a noisy world out there. How do you get noticed um, when there's so much going on? And right. if even a fraction of 1% of the people know about us, that's a huge number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a big deal. Well, as we think back, uh, as you think about 2023 um, and you think about the issues that uh, you have faced, um, the mm-hmm. kinds of, of, as you've talked to people and worked with people doing workshops and as people re- respond to you about your book, what are the major issues that you've heard for this year related time management and organization management? It's, it's so much more being put on people. My teaching career started in 1982. Everything was pencil and paper. And we the tools we have are so much better now, and it ought to be making life easier for us. But it seems like along the way, there are also so many more requirements. Teachers who talk about, I'm getting 100 plus emails a day, and I'm getting emails from parents, and they want a response back the same day. Whereas, you know, we remember the day when a parent just waited to a, a, a parent-teacher conference, and we handled it that way. So now it you know it it it's a daily thing. Um, our time is limited. Our time is very finite, but the choices, the opportunities, the potential things we could be doing are almost infinite. Things we would like to be doing, and the expectations that other people have of us, and we've got email going on, and we've got instant messaging going on, and it's it's so much out there and mm-hmm. we've got to have a system that keeps what we need to be doing front and center and helps us put blinders on to a certain extent to block some of the distraction so that we can focus on what's important and what's going to move us forward yeah um you know, part of 2023, I'm going to lump a couple of questions together and then mm-hmm. we'll come we'll come back to some things for me. But um, is how you are working with people different than how it used to be? Or do mm-hmm. you work with people in the same way? Because you, you talk a lot about technology and time and organization and certainly COVID changed some things, but but people have changed in terms of how they want to work. So how has working with people changed what you do? Well, the principles have stayed the same. And I and there I mean principles with a PLE, uh, while the two tools have changed. If this was 25 years ago, I'd be talking to you about how to put everything you need to do in one place, a paper planner. So no sticky notes everywhere. No trying to, oh, I can just remember that and keep up with it in my head. Um, it, it needs to be in one place and that place is with you all the time. You know, the planner's not going to do you any good if it's laying on your desk and you're out in the hall when the to-do comes along. Mm-hmm. 25 years later, I'm still saying you need to put it all in one place. 
but now it's that phone that's synced to your computer and you have that phone with you all the time. And for me, the switch happened in 2001 when I was getting lots of emails and the emails didn't just didn't interface with the paper planner very well. You know, when you get three emails a day, you can print them off and handle them with your other paperwork. When you're getting 103 a day, it's out of the question. So for me in 2001, it was the question of, how do we keep digital things digital and handle them in a digital way? And so now that's been so much of, of my teaching. Uh, but at the same time, telling folks that, look, we're still dealing with the paper. We can't digitize it all. I'm not paperless. I don't know anybody that is. So if something comes to me, paper, here's the system to handle it paper, you know, my tickler file. If it comes to me digitally, it goes in my digital task list with a date for when I want to see it again. And I say, it's the same thing. It's like a digital tickler file. So same system. We just need to have something for the paper side and something for the digital side. And you know, that's still kind of a new beast. You know, we're you know, a generation ago, we didn't have any of this. So we're we're sort of learning as we're going along. And so I've tried to be on the frontier of that and be the one with simple solutions that help people navigate this life a little bit easier. Yeah, that's why I've been real careful to say time and organization, because I think you are more than just time. Uh, and certainly, mm -hmm. and you you know this very well, you and your book, have helped me digitize a lot of areas, but I still write first drafts of my books on paper on a legal pad. And I really? gotta tell you, mm -hmm. that's probably not gonna change. I mean, I've got, I'm working on book 35 right now and I write them on paper. And so there's, there's just always that part of me, but now you have helped me digitize so many other things that mm -hmm. it really helps. So I, I think that's just really interesting. And I do want people to walk away with the point that you're not just about time management. You're really about time and organization because that's the bigger piece. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Now, what about 2023 for you, Barb? What has stood out as you've worked with teachers and administrators? You know, when you think about people, uh, I think, I think I have seen maybe a little more of a shift. Um, you know, I don't, and it could be partly that I just don't very much. I don't just fly in somewhere, do a workshop and walk out the door. Uh, mm -hmm. I really uh, work more often with places that want some follow-up for sustainability, uh, working with coaching, coaching their leaders so that I can hand it off to them and they can really keep it going without having to keep me right there, uh, coaching those teachers. Um, and so I've got I've got three school districts right now. I've been working with all three of those for two years. And we've we've come from zero wow. to 80. I mean, we're doing very different things now. But um, and I have done some workshop kinds of things virtually because, you know, we can do them for 45 minutes. It works into their time mm -hmm. a little bit better uh, and they get the expertise without having to fly me in for a full day. So we still do some of that. 
but we do a lot more of working with teachers uh, either by grade spans or by subject areas at middle and secondary. So I may do sessions for math teachers or math and science teachers based on that book that I have. So we're doing more of that and I'm, I'm doing more of the work with teachers. Um, you know, rigor's what I'm known for. I do a lot of different things, but rigor's the big one. Um, and everybody just wants that magic formula. And first of all, there's not one. Uh, but what you can do is really hone in using a set of characteristics on what a rigorous task for students looks like. And how do you craft rigorous tasks? How do you take what you're already doing and adjust them to make them more rigorous without just throwing them out the window? And so I do a lot more of that, particularly with school districts where they will, I'll teach them what to do. They'll come together as grade levels and departments to do them. And then I actually review them, meet with the principals and the coaches and teach them what I saw, talk to them about what they saw, teach them what I saw, and they go back and share that feedback. So the teachers are getting good feedback, but the leaders are learning how to do that feedback themselves. So I've seen more of that just in terms of how my time is different, uh, which mm -hmm. I really enjoy uh, because I learned so much from teachers and leaders. So in terms of how I work with schools, uh, that has been a little bit different. Again, I still do the here's three hours on what is rigor and what does it look like in the classroom. But we do more of the coaching and follow up with with whether it's a train the trainer model or working just with leaders. Now, in terms of what I hear with issues, still hear rigor is a huge issue. The mm -hmm. difference is I hear rigor as a how do I do rigor and deal with the learning gaps that came from COVID. So our students are much further behind than they used to be. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do about that? So, um, you know, I, I told you I'm working on my 35th book right now because I love to write. And the 35th one is just on scaffolding because I'm having teachers just beg me, please, I know you've got it in all your books, but give me more. So that's been a real big issue with the rigors, how to tie those together. Um, I hear a lot about teacher morale. So my newest book that just came out is right here behind my shoulder. It's improving teacher morale and motivation for leaders because I typically write a teacher book and then a leader book. Uh, and that one came out for mm -hmm. leaders. And uh, that has been very popular because people say, I don't know what to do. They're telling me they're burned out. I get that. But what am I supposed to do about it? Well, there are things you can do culturally. You know, there are things you can do in terms of respect and building a collaborative team. There are very specific mm -hmm. actions you can take. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, conversations related to that. Um, and, and then I think motivation overall, how do we motivate our students? You know, they were at home for a couple of years. They don't want to be back. What am I supposed to do about that? So the motivation has been a big issue. So I also address that in The Rigor in the Classroom, which is the teacher book that came out last year. Um, so because I think I've got rigor and then teacher morale and motivation as the three biggest issues and shifting away from just the stand up, entertain people to let's really coach and get down to the nitty gritty of work kind of shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think this latest book, I, can't, I cannot wait to read that one. Um, you know, as you say, rigor, I think you you have established yourself as probably the go to person on the subject of rigor. Uh, you, you know, it, you know, you think rigor, you think. Barbara Blackburn. Uh, and I'm seeing the same thing with 
uh, you know, we talked about teachers being overwhelmed, but the burnout, the teacher shortages, uh, it it has just, it, it's reached epidemic proportions and leaders are looking for, you know, what do I do about it? You know, do we let them wear jeans on Friday and have a pizza party? Is that going to fix it? Well, no, that's, that's not, that's not going to fix it. Um, you know, teachers are looking for real things that they can do in the classroom where they're going to be able to relate to students, where students are going to have success. You know, it, it's all of the things where when we chose to go into education and we looked into the future at what our future would look like as an educator, we still want those things. We still want those things. We don't want to be looking forward to Friday. Yeah, and uh, it's so interesting because uh, I've always told principals when I'm working with principals that their number one job is to remove barriers for success from their teachers. That is their number one job, whatever those barriers are. And I had one come up um, several weeks ago um, when the crisis hit worldwide with everything going on in the Middle East. And I had a principal say, my teachers are scared to talk about this because they aren't sure what will happen if it goes in a different direction. What do we do? Well, I immediately called uh, John Norton, who, as you know, is the editor of Middleweb online. Middleweb, yes. You're a friend of mine. And I said, John, it'll take me 30 minutes to write it. How about letting me write this article? And he ran it two days later. And uh, I was able to get that out to the principals I was talking to. And, and one of the things they came back to me and said was, you helped us remove a barrier to success. You know, you helped mm-hmm. us figure something out. And I really think that's what it is. And and I think that's what you do when you really talk about the management of time and, and organization, because teachers will always say they don't have enough time. They, they mm-hmm. can't get everything done. What are they supposed to do? So as you think about 2023 and beyond, how do you think your work speaks to that moving forward? You know, I think you really hit the nail on the head with the removing the barriers. Yeah, I think back to the things when when I was looking at going into school administration and what kind of principal was I going to be? What was going to set me apart? And I had to look back at principles that I had and what made the really the really great ones. And there were two who were top notch. It wasn't that they were in the classroom all the time and telling me how to be a better teacher. I pretty well had that part down. And I had go-to people that if, if I wanted to know more about my subject area, there were people in my subject area I went to. The great principals were the ones who were beating back the wolves, whether it was the leaky roof or whether it was an out-of-control parent or um, or not getting on the intercom all during the day, you know, uh, it, protecting instructional time. They were they were giving me the time to teach, mm-hmm. and I think going forward. As school leaders, we've got to do the same thing for our teachers. And sometimes it's tough in that we we came from a model where things were delegated out. 
mm-hmm. because the office couldn't handle it all. You know, everybody had their homeroom. And so everybody kept the attendance for their homeroom and kept the attendance register and did the report cards. And it, it was all farmed out to teachers. Mm-hmm. Now we've got technology where the office can do an incredible amount but stuff is still being farmed out to teachers. So I, I was the one as a principal who was going, look, why is why do we have every teacher in the building writing receipts? Let's take those receipt books up. Let's have ourselves a little procedure where every kid who has money goes to this one location with an envelope that has their name on it, how much money is in it, what it's for, turns it in, in one place where two people are counting it, putting it into a software package that's also printing the receipts for all the kids and producing a report that goes to the school bookkeeper with what was collected that day, with what accounts, everything goes in with the money. And then in the spring, when yearbooks have come in and it's time to distribute them to the students who bought a yearbook, instead of going back to overwhelmed teachers and saying, Uh, Teachers, please go through your receipt books and make a list of all of the students who, and then turn all those lists in, and then the office having to figure out, well, which teachers have turned theirs in and which haven't. We just go to that one database, search for yearbook, and there's every kid, sort it by homeroom, print the list, and we're done. Done. We've We've got to get really good at recognizing clerical duties and not giving clerical duties to teachers. Let's give clerical duties to clerical people and to the technology that's going to take pretty time-consuming things and do them very quickly. Well, what's funny is when I think about what I do with teachers uh, and with principals in some different areas, but particularly with teachers, I actually do some of what you're talking about, just not with clerical tasks. For example, Mm -hmm. when I work with rigor, everybody wants to know, tell me what rigor looks like. Okay, that's always the big question. So, um, you know, and let's say math. Let's take math because that's just one that's always fun. And uh, people will say, okay, we did computational problems. And then we had the students do word problems. And that's rigor. Well, Mm -hmm. no. Because if the word problem is Sally has two pieces of pizza and Desiree has two pieces of pizza, you're still doing computation. And I'll have a teacher say, but but, but I have them write out their word problems. Okay, so they write the problem that Pete has one dog and Barbara has one cat. How many animals do they have? Still work with basic computation. None of that is rigorous. So immediately I will have teachers say, oh, my gosh, you're getting ready to tell me I have to throw all of what I've got away and I've got to start over. (laughs) And I'll say, no, 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 no. We're going to not make this harder than it has to be because we do a lot of that. We make it harder than it has to be. So what I recommend, for example, with math, whatever grade level, is keep whatever you've got. Maybe you've got 10 computational problems and two word problems. Now do one problem that has three problems that are already solved. And the students have to figure out which one is incorrect, explain why it's incorrect, solve it correctly, and explain why they know it's right now. That's rigor. And I'm not saying dump all your other problems. I'm saying just add one at the end so that they're getting a little Mm -hmm. bit of work with it. And it is such a relief 
teachers will say, you're really telling me not to throw everything away. I'm really telling you not to throw everything away. I really am. Uh, and that's, I think, part of the reason your work resonates with me, other than the fact that you keep me organized, uh, is that uh, you and I, I believe we do the same thing. We just do it a little bit differently. And so I, I have mm -hmm. always appreciated the inspiration you've given me. Well, you know, we could just talk forever. And you, and you know that. <laughs> we could, we could just yeah. up here with us and just keep on talking. But we really cannot do that. And we don't want to take too much time with other folks. Uh, it has been our pleasure to share some of your time with us, whether you're a leader or a teacher or superintendent or whatever you are. It has been our pleasure. Um, don't forget that uh, Frank's book is Get Organized. You want to hold it up, Frank, so they can see what yeah. it looks like? Um, Get Organized, Time Management for School Leaders. This is the second edition. So uh, when you go to Routledge or Amazon, either one, so you're looking for the blue cover. The first one was a white cover uh, that talked a lot about your BlackBerry, syncing your BlackBerry to Outlook. Probably we're not a lot of, yeah. But uh, this one I wrote so that 50 years from now, the principles are, are in here are going to be uh, still applicable. And then the most recent one, written on the heels of the pandemic, get organized digitally. When people say, well, what, what's the difference? This is more the principles that are eternal. This one is more, these are the tools I'm using, right? In addition to this is all digital, where this is also talks about the paper. These are the tools that I use now, knowing that a year from now, two years from now, we may need to do another edition as tools change, but it's the nuts and bolts of here's what I use right now. Here's exactly how to use it. Yes. And Frank, I will say Frank's books are the only ones that I have physical copies of uh, because I review them for him uh, and I always make him send me a print copy. I told you I'm still yeah. a print person when it comes to some things. And I have mm -hmm. read them cover to cover and I use the information. Um, my books, one, you can find them all on my website. We'll give you that in just a second. The two most recent ones, uh, Improving Teacher Morale and Motivation for Leaders, for Teachers, Rigor in the Classroom. But I've got 34, so there's pretty much anything you could want on rigor. Mm -hmm. um, you can, um, and I think we're going to put links up, uh, you can go to Routledge and get any of either of our books for 25% off. They're doing that for you uh, as a nice thank you for us. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, Frank, tell them how to get a hold of you. I know they'll be able to find lots of tools and templates. Where Absolutely. Where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, just come to my website, frankbuck.com. O-R-G, so I'm not .com, but frankbuck.org. What I would encourage you to do, first thing, get on my email list because I'm going to send you two free gifts. One of them is the first chapter of this book, going to help you get your desk clean. Several days later, you get a downloadable ebook, absolutely free, on how to set up and use my digital task list of choice called Remember the Milk, where everything can be in that one digital place. Which I and love. Frank, I should tell you, you convinced <laughs> me I love Remember you, the Milk. You use Remember the Milk. <laughs> I did. I had a guy come up to me after after workshop. He says, you know, that milk the cow thing sounds like a real good idea. <laughs> but no, <laughs> remember the milk. All right. So yes. it's frankbuck.net. Or dot, dot org. Oh, dot org. Dot org. Oh. Dot, dot org. Yes. Okay. So let me start over. Okay. 
So it's frankbuck.org and they can get yes. everything they need there. Okay. My information, if you want to get a hold of me, is barbarablackburnonline.com or you can Google Barbara Blackburn and Rigor and it will take you there. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you what all is on there because there's more than 100 free resources. So just go and play. Uh, there's plenty on there that you can get. Um, links uh, on both of our websites are for our books. Again, uh, you can get a discount on them. And we really, in addition to thanking you for your time, we really want to say that we have appreciated you recognizing us as global gurus. Yes. And really would appreciate it if you'll go back on global gurus go, right go now vote. <laughs> and go vote for us. So, yeah, so go to time management. And Frank, you're like the fourth or fifth person listed, right? Yeah. So it's uh, globalgurus.org. Yep. And then you'll you'll see you know, various menus, but like there's a vote here, and and there are a whole bunch of different categories. So education's one of them, time management's one of them. Uh, you you'll you know, you'll enjoy seeing all of the others. So you can vote for one person in each of those. Uh, the the popular vote counts for thirty percent of the total. So there, there are a lot of factors that go into it, but popular vote counts 30%, which is huge. So we want, we do want you to vote for both of us. Uh, ask your friends to do the same uh, because it just, you know, it, it lets, it lets us know that, you know, our work matters yeah. and just motivates us that much more to make 2024 and so forth to keep going like we have been for these years leading up to it. It absolutely does. So again, on globalgurus.org, you go to uh, time management to vote for Frank. You go to education to vote for me. Uh, you can mm -hmm. look at any of the other categories that you're interested in too. And again, we just appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for listening to us have our little uh, fireside chat without a fireplace. So thank you, Frank. That's right. <laughs> and everybody have a good day. Barb, thank you. Thanks, everybody. And that's our conversation. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end. If you're new here, please come over to frankbuck.org and join the email list. You'll enjoy the two free gifts that come your way as a thank you. This has been Frank Buck helping you get organized and make it look easy.